It was such a strenuous effort to press the record button. As it always is. Sitting crooked. It. <laughs> a weekly podcast where we explore the uncomfortable. So I've been thinking. <laughs> I'm Angie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Jenna. <laughs> and that thing you just heard was our wonderful theme song. Yes, yes, and Bye. we've been so lousy not <laughs> saying thank you to the Black Ball Bandits. They are yep. awesome. They're our new friends. We found them on SoundCloud. Found a website. Hit the contact us button, and it went from there. And they were super um, punctual with replying. So yeah. if you want to email a, a band, <laughs> go check them out. Go check them out and give them all your love and support. Yeah, they were what we were looking for for so long. We, we found, found them. them. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, thanks guys. You really appreciate it. And sorry it took us so long to say thank you. Yeah. 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 So here we are in a car. It's in the double digits. Outside. Oh, I'm like, this is episode four, <laughs> five. This is episode five. <laughs> no, and outside. Because <laughs> when, when we started this podcast, it was like in the negatives. Yes, there was frost on the inside of the car. We're also destitute and we just record in a car. Yeah. We don't have jobs or lives. This is all we do. This is our home now. <laughs> we live here. <laughs> and eat chips from under the car seat. <laughs> Leftovers. And Floss our teeth with the hair that mm. sticks to the seat. 14 degree coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, we said it last week, but thank you for everyone who's subscribed and positive feedback and constructive criticism and all that jazz. Yeah. We it's appreciate been, it. It's been awesome. I honestly didn't know what to expect going in yeah but i think we're not to speak for you but we're both in the like oh we don't want anybody not to like it but yeah we also want to share it and see what happens i i teeter between like if you don't like it fuck you but yeah. on the other hand i'm like but please like it because six-year-old jenna on the inside really needs you to like it please don't crush our soul <laughs> this is our passion project but yeah no it's been great and all the uh um the likes and follows that we've got on the facebook page is more than I think I have ever got on my own. <laughs> I was going to say, if if our podcast Facebook does better than my small business Facebook, I don't know whether I'll be happy or like kind of sad on the inside. Because they're both from me, so I should be happy regardless. Happy bittersweetness. Yeah. Chocolate. Mm. Want to hear about some fucked up stuff? Yeah. Okay. I always want to hear about fucked up stuff. That's why we're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point of this podcast is to make you uncomfortable yeah. while we sit less than that? straight. That was my phone. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. While we sit less than straight <laughs> and chat about all the things that everybody else hates. Yeah. Sure. Cool. <laughs> so um, a few weeks back, I was super duper sick. With stomach flu. Uh, and uh, just a side note, my uh, grandmother's apartment building 
made the executive decision that I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I am not. <laughs> well, there's no test like a grandma pregnancy test. Yeah. It's nice having senior citizens talk about the status of your birth control. All they do is shit talk, though. <laughs> That's all old people do. Well, the security... That's why we're here, because yeah, we're old. We are old. The security <laughs> cameras in their building got uh, taken down. Or not taken down, but like they used to have access to watch it. <laughs> and it got removed. So I found out last night that like the buzz was that it was a privacy issue, so it was no longer available. But they were just going, getting an upgrade, so it was temporarily down. So oh. they're getting it back again. Oh, yeah. They probably had a ton of complaints. It's a danger. Ugh. I think they might get color TV now. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It'll be like reliving their youth all over again. Yep. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I had stomach flu. And while I was there, I was sick of watching stuff on Netflix and whatnot. So I was like, hmm, I'm home alone. Josh is away. I'm going to watch all the stupid stuff that I like to watch while he's gone that he doesn't like and makes fun of me for. Yeah. So I got into this weird deep dive and I found this documentary called um, Child of Rage. Oh, shit. (laughs) So I don't even know how to classify this discussion or story, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I thought Um, we were going to talk about the flu and like pandemics. No. Oh, this is much. No, they're both pretty good. (laughs) Um, Child of Rage. Child of Rage. So yeah, I don't even know what topic to bucket this under, but for now, I'm I'm gonna go with terrifying children. Yep, sounds good to me. Yep. So I'm gonna bring you back to 1982. Yeah. When Beth Thomas was born. I'm trying to think of an 80s song that is close to birth, but just metal's going through. Close my head. to birth. Like that. You would play in a movie when a baby's being born. Oh. (laughs) I don't want to wait. (laughs) That's 90s, isn't it? Dawson's Creek. I was just saying a song that was on theme. (laughs) Wait for our lives to be over. Yeah. I don't want to wait. Maybe that should be the theme. (laughs) I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Yeah. Oh, dear. Maybe not. Anyway, tell me about this child of rage. Okay. Okay, so Beth Thomas was born in 1982. And in 1984, she was adopted by a married couple, Tim and Julie. They couldn't have kids of their own. Um, Tim was a priest of sorts, leader of a church thing. Okay. (laughs) Pastor man? Pastor man. Preacher man. I'm so preacher preacher man. man. Okay, look. Listen to this is a musical version of Child of Rage. Like I said, if this podcast fails, karaoke podcast is next. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's do it. Um, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know what the difference between like a preacher, pastor, and like priest it is. It depends on the sect of Christianity. Catholics use priests and deacons and bishops and cardinals, and oh, please don't hate. The others use like. Pastors, um, reverends, those things. It's all... I'm going to put it under the umbrella of Christianity. Yeah. Tim was a significant leader in his church and wore black with a white collar. Good. Um, And he had a wife, Julie, so they couldn't have kids of their own. Um, But in 1984, an agency called and said, Hooray, there's a 19-month-old available Beth and her 7-month-old brother, Jonathan. Hmm. So they were like... We'll take two. Sounds good. <laughs> two to go. 
Um, which was great, but it didn't take long before signs of abuse surfaced in the children, like from their history. Oh, okay. Not, not that they adopted no, families they, were... No, they didn't adopt the kids and the adoptive family was abusive. The kids' past was abusive. Okay. Um, and this started coming out with Beth's vivid and graphic nightmares that she had. Oh. Um, and what was kind of funny but kind of awkward was when you watch the documentary, like, they're actually interviewing the parents and such, and they have clips of Beth herself talking. She's, like, five or six to a therapist. And the things that she says without, like, when she's describing things, like, most adults are uncomfortable Oh, talking that graphically. What does she, what does she say? So, um, so in her nightmares, there's a man that comes into her room. And as her father put it, he, what did he say? He said, there's a man that comes into her room and he falls on top of her with parts of his body. Oh, no. But she right, right out comes and says it. And he's like, he sticks his penis in my vaginas. Oh. That's what she says. Oh, God damn it. So, like, yeah, it's. For a five or six year old to like even know, know that, that yeah. is crazy. Um, so she had recurring nightmares. She'd like wake up screaming and everything um, of being raped by this man. So they were like, that's not the normal boogeyman under the bed thing. Like something must have happened. She must have seen it, had it happened to her, whatever. Um, so they asked the agency for the history and they were really reluctant to give it to them, mm. um, I guess, because of policies and safety, security, whatever. I feel like. It would be a lot of, like, retribution. Like, how dare you hurt this beautiful child? I'm going to yeah. hurt you. That's that's how I would look at it. <laughs> but I'm not a very good person. Yeah, I don't know. But, that I mean, that brings up a whole other topic around adoption of, like, I think there's a lot of controversy around what information is allowed to be shared and what information isn't allowed to be shared. That's very true. And we both come from... Not that we're adopted, but our... I'm, one of our parents. One of our parents each. on... I Yeah. Your dad, my mom, whatever, yeah. um, are adopted. So we've kind of, by proxy, we kind of know that... Not pain, but like... Well, it comes down to, to simple and selfish stuff. As you know, when you're in the doctor, do you have... Does your family have a, you know, history of heart trouble? I don't think so. Yeah. But they might, because I have no clue what's on my dad's side of the family, neither Same does here. he. Yeah. 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 So, but in this case, it's like that level of abuse, like on the one hand, maybe they're also trying to protect the child so that it doesn't taint potential adoptive parents view of the kid. Like it's not held against them. But on the other hand, like if you are, if you aren't equipped and armed with that knowledge, how are you properly going to help the child? Like knowing the environment that they came from. Yeah. So it's, I, I can see both sides pretty easily, and I know that there's likely more perspectives and factors at play, but that's just kind of like my initial thoughts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ugh. So, um, yeah, so they contacted the agency and asked for a history, uh, and while they waited for this, more things started to come out uh, in Beth's behavior. So, for example, she consistently molested her younger brother, Jonathan. Holy shit. Um... He would, and she she talks about it openly. Like the therapist in the video is like, you know, what do you do, your brother Jonathan? And she's like, in little kid voice, of course, she's like, I touched him. It's like, how did you touch him? Was he in pain? Oh yeah. It's like, 
what did you do that he didn't like? Why was he in pain? I pinched his penis and, like, Aww. stuff like that. So she would pinch, like, pinch him, like, aggressively, like, squeeze it, kick him in the stomach repeatedly. How, what's um, the age difference? So, about a year. Okay. Um, yeah, so at this point she's, like, five-ish. Okay. Um, or no, older than that. 82, 84, under 10. Little under ten. Okay. Um, so when asked about it, you know, like the therapist was like, "Well, what did he have to say?" But like, did he cry? What was his reaction? And she's like, "He asked me to stop, but I don't stop. I hurt him a lot." Oh. And the way that she like, it's just as if you're like asking her the most mundane questions, like, "What did you have for breakfast? Cereal? What color are your socks? Purple?" Oh, and like that's, she's bored with the question? Yeah, and that's how she's answering. Oh, dear. Um, and again, in, like, graphic detail. Eventually, the parents did get the background on the kids. Um, severe neglect, starvation. Oh, fuck. Sexual abuse. Um, and then all this leading up to when Beth's mother died when she was one years old. So this is all prior to her being one. Oh, God. Um, the mother died the... Abuse continued. When they found the kids, Jonathan was in, I think he was like near a newborn. He was in his little bassinet, which was just completely stained with pee. And the bottles of milk in his crib had curdled. Oh, no. Um, Beth's memory of her childhood with her real parents, um, or at least her father, she said, he wouldn't feed me a lot. He hit me. He touched my vaginas. Uh. Um. <clears throat> Other behaviors from Beth, she would masturbate daily to the point where she would be raw and bleeding and had to go to a doctor. Oh, my God. Um, How old was she, six? uh, Sorry, I know I'm masturbating. I think, like, eight. Oh, man. There's a pretty big, like, time gap. Like, they didn't keep consistent with the years I was going through this. So, like, under ten. Yeah. Um, She would masturbate in public. Oh. Uh, she molested her brother and her grandfather. What? Yeah. That is, speaking of age gaps. <laughs> As she got a little bit older, um, she started into animal cruelty. Oh, no. Which escalated. Oh. So there's this one story about her and her mom found a nest of baby birds mm-hmm. and, in a tree in like a low branch or whatever. And it was like, oh, how cute the baby birds, da, 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 da. And, you know, her mom was like, you know, kids, like, you can't touch the nest because if you touch the nest, the mom won't come back. That's just a lie parents say. No, that's true. No, I'm pretty it's not. sure. <laughs> really? No, it's been, it's been debunked. Really? Apparently. Yeah. Oh my God, my mind is blown. <laughs> I know. I know. That's like when my, um, I found out that lobsters don't like to be in groups. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, the grocery stores are a horrible place. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'd always go grocery shopping with my mom, and it would be like, I don't like that they're in the tank. And my mom's like, no, that's how they like it. I was like, really? She's like, even in the big, big ocean that's, like, bigger than this and bigger than our house and da-da-da-da-da, they have all the space. They would still be on top of each other like that. And I was so, like, oh. Yes, it's just lies we tell our children. <laughs> because the bird thing, like, when I looked it up last summer, because we had, we had uh, Greckles in our little pine tree thing yeah um and i'm like oh i want to go like i want to go touch them but i shouldn't and thomas is like no and then i looked it up and yeah apparently it's just a thing that mothers say to their kids so they won't fuck around it makes so much sense though 
I know it does, but birds like, don't. Birds aren't mammals. I think with mammals, it's more. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> you're not. No. Crap. No, you're the doctor in here. Oh shit. <laughs> well, Doctor Jenner says that you don't touch the baby bird nest. Well, apparently not if you're a rageaholic like this one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wow, what a lovely segue. Um, <laughs> Rats Child. That's the song! <laughs> God damn it. Perfect. It's perfect. It's an Iron Maiden song. It came out, I think, in 82, and it's called Rats Child. This is. I'm tempted to um, take back our comments on the Blackball Bandits and use that song as our theme this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can have an outro song. Yes! <laughs> Um, okay, so mom lied to her children and told them not to touch the baby bird nest because the mom wouldn't come back. Um, and then the next day, I guess they went out to check and the baby birds were on the ground and they were all dead like, and like... Neck snapped? Yes, neck snapped. Fucking called it. Yeah. So... God damn it. They asked Beth what happened and she was like, the birds are dead. Like, same kind of disconnect of just like yeah they're dead like oh yeah the sky is blue <laughs> yeah ugh. um their family cats and dogs she would like pinch them and nick them and like that sort of stuff to make them yelp and oh. when the therapist was like what were you trying to do she's like oh, i was trying like i was trying to hurt them and like even when she's younger her intention even as like a five-year-old is like i'm trying to kill them like i'm trying to stab them why are you trying to stab them so I can kill them. It's crazy. Like, most kids don't even understand death at that age. She must have had a lot of dead goldfish. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, her brother, Jonathan, complained a lot about stomach issues. So they were like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, they thought maybe he, like, had an appendix issue, weirdly, or, like, something was going on with him. Yeah. But then when they actually went to go check it out he was completely bruised oh my god because of how much she like kicked him and just like woofed him in the stomach holy shit yeah so beth slept in her room and they started locking the door because she would consistently go into her brother's room and either like abuse him um like molest him whatever that looked like, like locked her in yeah they locked her in oh, and damn. they were pretty sure that if they let her have full reign that she would kill him. Oh, God. Why does she hate her brother so much? <laughs> um, some kitchen knives disappeared one time. Sure. And, That's of course, normal. they were like, you know, Beth, do you know where the kitchen knives are? No. And then, like, I think it was the next day or later that day, she's like, Mom, you know the kitchen knives that went missing? I was like, yeah. What did they look like? With a smile on her face. Like, the mom described is, it as a malicious smile. That is what the worst thing like I've ever again? heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like socks in a dryer when you lose knives. They just, they reappear randomly. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you put your knives in a dryer? <laughs> I will now. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Gonna have all kinds of new fashions. <laughs> Summer's coming. It's <laughs> how they make crop tops. Yeah. <laughs> Knives in a dryer. <laughs> um, so, you know, what did they look like? And, well, you know, they were long and about this long and they were sharp. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I have them. It's like, well, what were you going to do with them? It's like, I was going to stab you and daddy. Holy fuck. 
Like, she just, I don't know if those were the exact words, but she was basically like, I was going to stab you guys. What's The Orphan? Have you seen the movie The Orphan? No. Okay. This sounds an awful lot like The Orphan. Yeah. Like, there's a twist at the end, but little girl just does really stupid, terrible, malicious things mm. to her adoptive parents. Oh. And then at the end, it turns out she's actually, like, a 35-year-old little person. Oh. Who, and she wouldn't go to the, like, they wanted to take her to the dentist, and she just flat out refused, like, she'd freak out. Oh, because then they would know. Yeah. Yeah. So then it turns out that the the adoptive daughter, quote, is trying to seduce the husband to get back at the mom because she... Didn't didn't the tiny daughter woman have boobs? Apparently not. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Unless she, she might have taped down. I don't know. Mulan style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that meme where it's like when what's I don't remember his name. Leader of the Huns. Yeah. Genghis Khan. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. No, 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 not the evil guy. The nice guy who Mulan ends up. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Anyways, there's this picture where he's like getting really frustrated with Mulan, so he like grabs her by the shirt, and there's a good foot between her shirt and her, and then the caption is like, "If only he looked down, the movie would be that much shorter." Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> All the segways today. Goddamn. Um, I wonder if that. Sorry. No, it's okay. My point was, I wonder if that movie was based off of. Wouldn't surprise me, this. or even took some sort of inspiration. Yeah, well, it, it's like, you don't expect it from an innocent, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a child, you don't expect them to be violent. And that's what makes it so scary, and even in, like, real life, because it's like, you and I walk around and you're like, oh, that, you know, 45-year-old man, what if he's a murderer? But you don't walk around and look at kids and you're like... You try and kill your brother, don't you? Like, no, it's, it's just more not... like you're gonna be one one day. It's like <laughs> you have to become an adult to be violent. Yeah, like t- kids are just. But then some kids are assholes. So I mean, but can you imagine like this? I mean, you have a young son, so yeah. like when he's a couple years older, being scared of your son, like having to nurture him and take care of him, but then also know that every day he thinks about stabbing you so that you die. Yeah, like what a terrifying complex i'm just praying that there's no more birds in our backyard (laughs) and that there are no head injuries did i send you the video of that little she's so cute that little asian girl grabs the bird and like takes the food out of yeah so (laughs) i'll post it somewhere but like this mom is it looks like a block of cheese or something but she's holding it out to feed the birds and there's like this little two-year-old girl and her mom is like showing her like oh look at the birdie a bird comes takes a bite and she ninja style grabs it by the neck rips the food out of its mouth and then eats the food <laughs> yeah it really needed sound effects like <laughs> crunch <laughs> oh i love it so much i watched it so many times <laughs> sent it to like everyone i knew i'm like this is important the most important thing you'll ever see in your life yep like this podcast yeah only listen not see because you can't see us <laughs> Um, Sorry. (laughs) So disappearing kitchen knives. Um, One day, her and Jonathan were playing in the basement, and she started, she grabbed him by the hair and started repeatedly pounding his head into the concrete. Holy fuck. And the only reason she stopped, and this is like from her perspective when she was asking about it, is because she heard her mom's footsteps getting closer to the basement door. Beth! That's the only reason she stopped. 
And again, it was like, what were you trying to do? Like, why were you doing that? And she was like, to kill him. Beth! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was that. Obviously, he went to the doctor because he was bleeding profusely and oh, whatnot. I'll bet. So eventually, and I'm surprised it took so long, but like, bless them for having this much patience. Um, they sought the help of an attachment therapist. What's that? Well, let's find out. <laughs> um, so she completely separated from the family and she moved in with this woman. Um, and what she does is she houses children with something called uh, RID, which is reactive attachment disorder. Okay. Um, which is what they believe that Beth had. So what that entails is, or at least like list of symptoms. Yeah, okay. She's rad. Is that where it's going? Yep. <laughs> She's so rad. She's rad. This is the 80s. <laughs> so rad. Sorry. Lives with her. Obsesses. Yep. <laughs> um, so symptoms of rad include um, being superficially engaging and charming, lack of eye contact, lack of ability to give and receive affection, um, extreme control problems, cruelty to animals, chronic lying, learning issues and delays, lack of conscience, abnormal eating, preoccupied with fire, blood, and gore, persistent nonsense questions and chatter, um, demanding <laughs> false allegations of abuse, entitlement issues, and the way that she, because she gets, or no, another attachment specialist gets um, interviewed as well talking about Rad, and she was like, Basically, what it boils down to is, like, even when they're hugging you, they're still pinching you. So, obviously, there's some very clear differences between a psychopath and a rad. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how do they make that determination? Is it age or is it behavior? I think it's cause. Oh, that's interesting. Um, because But aren't people just born psychopaths like isn't that just something like but that's just it so like reactive attachment disorder is as a result of okay something. okay yeah um so in theory like not that um psychopaths can't be treated but mm -hmm. like if they're not on their meds they're still a psychopath whereas like you can reverse rad oh well that's good news in theory though like oh. according to i mean i i don't know because i haven't studied it but so is it called lame <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when you've reversed. That's exactly uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. So this lady, she's an attachment therapist. Uh, she houses children with Rad. Um, and she casually is like, oh, yeah, the, all the children here have murdered multiple times. Murdered. Like, successfully murdered people. How do you, pr like, you better lock your goddamn door. Yep. Um, she was like, these kids don't trust. And kids who don't trust don't listen. Um, and she was like... Their motive is basically, if they can keep your eyes angry, then they don't have to bond with you. So it's like an extreme way of acting Ooh. out and putting up emotional barriers so that they don't have to attach to you. Because it's it's a natural thing for kids to want to look for a caregiver, right? Yeah. So when you have a traumatic past like that, and you have issues, especially with like adoption and stuff, it's possible for it to be like, fuck it, I'm not attaching to anyone, and just like act out in every way. But more, like, it's not just in a temper tantrum, like, oh, I'm going to stop my feet kind of way. Like, it's deep and serious. Wow. Yeah. So what therapy consists of is extreme control um, of restriction. And when they say control, like, 
100% control. So like they have to ask, can I, can I take a drink? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I sit down? Like everything is controlled. Um, these kids are not the boss of anything anymore. And over time they build their self-esteem slowly with like contributing to the house, doing chores, that sort of thing. Um, do, 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 do. Rad is defined as a rare but serious condition where young children fail to make healthy attachments um, with caregivers due to extreme abuse. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. So they start with, yes, like there are locks and alarms on all the children's doors at night and whatnot. So they do not leave. They do not move without these therapists this like, knowing. Fuck, man. But can you imagine if they got out? You're like children of the corn. <laughs> 80s children of the rad <laughs> rad corn rad corn corn rad black <laughs> good <laughs> jesus christ yeah oh my god sorry what does rad stand for again uh reactive attachment disorder okay i don't like the angry eyes thing you said um if you if they can keep your eyes angry then they don't have to bond with you yeah yeah well, that goes back to, like, if, even if when they hug you, they're pinching you. Yeah. It's like, that's just so, like, they can't have it's affection without, like, jabbing it. it. Yeah. Is it, see, I don't know, so I'm going to ask a lot of questions, mm -hmm. but, like, is that just, obviously it's a result of abuse, but, like, is it a way for them to feel better, or is it just, like, is it a way to get back at the world for the pain that they received, or is that just too generic and bland of thinking? I don't know, and, like, just speaking personally, I don't know that kids that young would have that kind of a thought, process, like, of needing to get back at the world. I think when you suffer abuse like that, you go into self-preservation. Okay. So, so it's like, just chemical. Yeah, rules. so it's like, if these, if this is what caregivers are, I want no part of you, I'm not attaching to you, it's better for me to keep you at a distance. But, yes, but there's also, they're in, trying to attack yeah. Anybody who tries to be in that role, in that caregiver role. Yeah. So it's not just about distance. It's about like a... Retaliation of yeah. sorts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know if, if they are constantly seeing people as threats or if it's just like, this is just what has to happen and it's just monotone fact. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, the <laughs> the Well, the... Condition or disorder itself um, has some controversy around it. Like some therapists are like, yes, this is the thing. Other therapists are like, no, it's not. So this is just according to the time the people involved with Beth's case. Okay. Um, but that being said, like the attachment therapy and living uh, with the therapist and all that at this home, um, Beth saw a lot of progress. I think by the end of her first year there, she was sleeping in the same room as the therapist's daughter, like her own daughter. Wow. And she was, people were like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, that's how much I trust her now, that I let her sleep in an unlocked room with my daughter. How scared is that kid, though? <laughs> like, how yeah, scared no is kidding. your daughter? Like, mom? Ma mom? <laughs> mom! <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so she was contributing to the household. Like, they had, it was, a like, a big property, so they had farm animals and stuff, so she would, like, feed the chickens and... That's just bait. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> These kids are dangerous. Well, this is after they get released from their locked rooms. Okay. With their supervised, super controlled It's chores. all ruse. Don't trust the children. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's like, you have to look at it as 
they're learning how to feel for the first time. Mm. Um, and so she started responding to affection positively without pinching and stabbing and stuff. Um, she started going to public school. Uh, she sang in a church choir. And the cool thing is, so throughout the documentary Child of Rage, you see these interviews, and I talked about that before, of how she answered in her tone and everything. When they interview her after all this progress has been made again, she cannot retell what happens without crying. Oh. And she's vague. She uses none of the same language. Like, it's not, like, graphic. It's, you know, um, not... I stabbed my brother in the penis or whatever. It's like, I really hurt my brother. And uh, and then she starts crying because she can't oh. hold it together. And then the therapist is like, is it hard to talk about? And she's like nodding yes, trying, like just blubbering. It's like, holy shit. And he asks like a lot of the same questions. So that compare and contrast is really there. It's crazy to see. And it's not put on? It's not. She's so little. It's not. I don't care. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Oh. So Beth did not return to her original family. Like the, the pastor and his wife? Yeah. Preacher man? Uh, yeah. Uh, so she got adopted by another attachment therapist, Nancy Thomas, which is where she got her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beth, grown up, she's currently a registered nurse in Arizona, where she works in a, ne- a neonatal unit. That is a good place to kill people. (laughs) She wrote a book called More Than a Thread of Hope. Um, Nancy and Beth, together they have a company called Families by Design where they promote attachment therapy. Um, That being said, going back to the, like, controversiality of it all, Beth is only one of two known children who successfully survived attachment therapy. Survived? Survived. What does that mean? So, (laughs) for example... um, So the lady that she first lived with, where she saw all the progress, that lady is currently in jail. No fucking way. Because she was involved in the death of a rad child. Rad. And (laughs) that was under her care. Rad child. Through a rebirthing um, therapy session. Which consisted of? Basically... (laughs) Basically, they completely wrap the kid in, like, blankets and pillows and stuff to simulate, like, a birth canal. And then they have to, like, wiggle out and rebirth themselves to refresh their whatever. So she literally, the um, so this is in 2001, the 10-year-old Candace Newmaker was smothered um, in a 70-minute pillow struggle. Did the kids wrap her up? No. It was four adults, including her mother, that were part of this session. It was all caught on camera, and the child uh, was heard screaming, I'm going to die 11 times before eventually suffocating. What the fuck? How many blankets did you wrap this kid in? Uteruses expand. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just cut that shit open and get her out. (laughs) C-section. Sofa-section. Oh, God. It's like these kids just playing doctor, but it goes to a whole new level. Oh, God. Christ, man. Yep. Um, Maybe the daughter was happy to be with the other girl, with Beth. Like, the daughter of the therapist who got, who smothered the other kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's just like, please don't let my mom <laughs> be through the birthing blanket again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, she's 
just living life as a registered nurse, Beth is. Uh, see, but there are a lot of killers, like female killers that are nurses. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so that that's pretty much all the information I could find, so it's kind of open. Like, mm, there doesn't seem to be anything left. She seems to be living a normal life. What do you think? <sighs> How is she with her brother now? What does her brother have to say about this? I think she was, I think she was completely separated from her brother. I think her brother stayed with the adoptive parents because he didn't have any issues. He was just abused. So why did by they her. let, so they gave, they gave her up when she went to the therapist? I don't know the logistics, but maybe she went back into like some sort of specialty social services or something. Because the parents wouldn't take were, her back. Were unable. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily like, we don't want her. Like they seemed like. It may have just been like, we can't give her what she needs. Yeah. And we're putting ourselves and other children and her brother at risk. Especially if, if they're we... like leaders of the church. And I mean, like they, yeah, they lead a lot of like Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like the wife who does the Sunday school in the old cookie cutter way. But yeah. so they'd be around children a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Like part of me wants to believe that. You know, with the right meds and therapy and whatever, you can recover from anything. But on the other end, I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, do you ever really recover or are you just because treating? Because I, I even your own actions as a child can traumatize you. Like, your own actions can traumatize you. Oh, sure. During such formative years, like 10 and under, to have all that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. And like I feel like to... it's a very specific profession that she chose. Yeah. I'm skeptical. On, I don't know. Yeah. And on the positive side, it's like, well, maybe it's like she wants to give back. You know I'm what I mean? Away. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I agree. Like, I'm also skeptical, but so I'm like trying to see it from both sides. But I'm like, maybe that's just like she wanted to go into a nurturing field where yeah. she could help to like compensate yeah. and help others or I like don't know. the reverse of how she was instead of like reactive red reactive red <laughs> dar <laughs> nope no <laughs> i was hoping it would sound better when it came out <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, there's a documentary that's pretty good. You can find it pretty much anywhere on YouTube. Even if you just were watch like the first five or 10 minutes that the primary, um, is interviews with Beth, like the first round yeah. when she's little. And it's just, I can't see a little mm. angry kids freak me out because they almost like, they don't have a limit. They don't know what their limit is. Yeah. Like as an adult, you like are aware, not everybody, but, I mean, you're aware of misbehaving in public and, like, the repercussions that can come from that. Mm -hmm. As a child, it's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, who's going to yeah. stop me? Yeah, because even if, like, even if you don't have guilt or conscience or whatever you want to call it about hurting other people, you're still aware that there is a social norm yeah. in society. You know that if I do this, people will not respond well. So then you go through the effort of hiding it or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Or not doing it. Well, that's why when you were saying, like, the second interview when she was 
crying when she was describing mm-hmm. what she was doing to her brother. I asked if it was put on because like that's the like the chameleon yeah psychopath, right? Like 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 imitate mm-hmm. what you now know is normal behavior. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or if it's a matter of like they caught it so early because she was displaying so early that it was enough in the formative years that like they were able to adjust it. Whereas maybe if she had gotten to like puberty, for example, and nothing had been addressed, then I feel like it may have been a lost cause. And it's like, we just got to figure out how to not have her interact with people. (laughs) But because she was so young, they may have been able to like rewire, like literally rewire her brain through training. Damn. I don't know. You said there's two... Two cases, two kids that have survived, or two of, kids from that woman. I think fr- of this woman. Oh shit! Yeah, but they're still they're still pushing hard um, about this treatment and all that. Okay. Um, like both her, Beth and her mom Nancy, they have like they have DVDs and shit out uh, with the documentary um, and their own materials. Like they're trying to push it as something that's successful. So there are there are multiple therapists, but it's definitely. A controversial thing like yeah. i'd never heard of it in my schooling yeah so no, not that that says much no but that's but, your background right yeah um being so, rad yeah. being rad <laughs> uh so yeah there's the documentary which i recommend and then i watched bits and pieces there was a movie that was made like a non-documentary like a movie movie the orphan no <laughs> also called child of rage um that's just one really long what's it called reenactment Oh. Of everything. Damn. Yeah. See, I thought I've heard, thought I had heard something, just a, like a little whisper of like this topic, mm. but it wasn't, it wasn't a little girl. It was a little boy. And I don't remember anything other than he killed his parents, but mm. he was under, under 12. Mm. But that was like, that. that's where yeah. it stopped. Well, I think there's, I think there's a surprising amount of cases of like children who have murdered. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they all necessarily come back to, like, the same root cause, if you want to call it that. Yeah. They're not They're not all rad. Not all rad. <laughs> Can't yeah. all be rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Thanks. Oof. But sit, I, I wrote this kill. one first, and then I was like... <gasps> Oh my God, Frederick Rosemary West, because the twenty sixth was coming up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh my God. So I'm like, no, I have to, do, have to do that one first. Gotcha. Yep. Oh man, kid. I just uh, keep wanting to say it in the A and E voice. <laughs> kid to kill. Yeah. We should hire somebody to talk like that for us on this episode. My parents met a really nice gentleman in an Olive Garden who apparently had the deepest voice they've ever heard. So, <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we were just, he was like really small and petite and kind of lanky, like a nice, nice looking guy. And then he comes to voice. He's like, hello. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. And my mom is like, I was just listening to his voice, like deeply resonate throughout the restaurant. She's like, like, I felt. Feel it vibrate in your bones. She was like, it was so deep that like you felt his voice in your stomach. Oh, damn. It's like. I want that. <laughs> like, I want to meet him. That excites me. Just talk to me. <laughs> Imagine that his like wife is super pregnant and he's doing the whole like talk to the belly thing and he just induces labor. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Just enough vibration that it's... 
<laughs> Baby has the same deep voice too. <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so yeah, guy at the Olive Garden. That was it. Oh yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. We're talking to him. Oh yeah. We're talking to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call him Troy. Oh, I like that. All right. <laughs> at Troy. Yeah, you come find us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can also email us, sittingcrookedpodcast at gmail.com. So, Troy, email us, <laughs> reach out to us, and uh, let us know if you want to do an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we had him sit in the back seat and he talked, our, our, bra stra- like our bras would just come undone. Well, I guess that's better than your panties falling off. <laughs> oh, oh, what's happening? Oh, the what? girls are free. <laughs> How many girls do you have down there? I have two on my chest. Oh, I thought because you said the panties coming off. You're like, the girls are free. And I was like, <laughs> All what's going them. on down there? <laughs> Wouldn't you like I know like you've know. had a kid and stuff, but like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> You'll find out later. <laughs> what am I being too- involved in? <laughs> it sounded that sounded very predatory. Yeah, it did. So if I'm not <laughs> in the next podcast after this, it's because Andy killed me. And then the next episode will be all about my childhood traumas, <laughs> and it'll all make sense. Full circle. I was rad the whole time. And then Troy will just take over the entire podcast, and you'll never hear from either one of us again. <laughs> But man, your bras are going to fall off. <laughs> Men will want to wear bras just so they can fall off. Is <laughs> that thing to... from from um Seinfeld the man the man's ear or whatever? I don't know. I It's basically like a man bra. George George Costanza makes or his dad makes. It's been a while. Anyways, <laughs> this has been sitting crooked with Troy. 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 Do your deepest voice. <laughs> I don't know how to do it without, like, I don't know how to do it without going, like, screamo grovelly. Like, it still being my voice, you know what I mean? Well, just say your name. Just, like, <laughs> it, like, distorts your word. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you can expect. Send us your deepest voice. Send us <laughs> your deepest Fears. Ooh. Yeah. What's your deepest fear? Really quick. One word. All I can think of is <laughs> Troy in my head over and over again. <laughs> Troy. No, it's not that, Jenna. What is it? Troy. No, it's not that, Jenna. What is it? <laughs> this is taking way too long. <laughs> I'm just going to say suffering in general. I don't know. Oh, that's terrific. Just like last week. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's the dark. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. Like the unknowns in the dark. Mm. I was I was that kid when I was little. You know how most kids are like, no, I have to close my closet because of the monsters? I yeah. was the opposite. I was like, everything has to be open because if everything's open, nothing can hide. Oh, I still do the thing where I keep all the lights on in the house and then have to like turn one off and then run to the next one and then turn it off and then run to the next one. And then yeah. like run downstairs if the door is lock- or unlocked and then like lock it and then run up really quick and like hide under the blankets. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say a run, but I definitely get that chest anxiety of like, I know it's crazy, and I know I mean stupid, but like someone's definitely behind me. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's it's not so much like the dark; it's like the dark doesn't help. Yeah, 
it feeds everything mind. else. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, so there you go. Send us your deepest fears, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're rad. <laughs>